Welcome to Live on Purpose Radio with Dr. Paul Jenkins, where you will hear inspiring stories of ordinary people doing extraordinary things. Feed your mind with a regular dose of positive energy and show up for your life every day on purpose. Living on purpose means that you have a purpose and you do it intentionally. And now, here's your host, Dr. Paul. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Live on Purpose Radio. This is Dr. Paul, the shrink who expands your life with another episode of Live on Purpose Radio. And joining me today is Rob Schallenberger. Rob, together with Steve Schallenberger, is the founder and CEO of Becoming Your Best Global Leadership. A new book, Rob, that has come out recently, Do What Matters Most, Lead with a Vision, Manage with a Plan, Prioritize Your Time. This is good stuff. I'm glad to have you with us. Welcome to Live on Purpose Radio. Well, first of all, thank you, Paul. And anybody who's listening, thank you for being here. It already says a lot about who you are and your personality. So we're going to see if we can have a power packed, you know, 26 minutes here. (laughs) And I also see here in your bio that you uh, previously served as an F-16 fighter pilot in the Air Force for 11 years. Yep, that's exactly right. Yeah, that is awesome experience. Thank you for your service, too. Yeah, you're welcome, Paul. Thank you. Yeah, that was an incredible experience. Oh, Wow. I can only imagine. My son has just um, completed his certification as a flight instructor. Ah. And uh, he doesn't fly the fast ones like you did. But uh, such an incredible experience to get up there and, and see God's creation from that vantage point. It's just amazing. Yeah, that's exactly it. The way you just said it is perfect. And that's exactly it. You know, it just gives you such an incredible perspective. I remember flying over the Midwest of the United States at 50,000 feet where you can see the curvature of the earth. And that's actually, I mean, that's exactly what it is. It's, it's a perspective changer. You talk about live on purpose, name of the podcast. When you see life from that perspective, it really is a life changer. It was for me anyway. Well, perspective is something that I come back to all the time. And I'm sure that that's going to be relevant to some of our discussion here today, because we get stuck in our own thinking sometimes. And in your work, I know you've, you've identified some of the key elements that help us to get out of our own way and live on purpose. In fact, I think you've honed it down into three primary habits. Can you expound on that for us a little bit? What are you talking about with those three? Yeah. Habits? So let me just give a little background, Paul. So please, uh, I left the Air Force 11 years ago, started this company with my father, and that was really founded on what? It was the research around what sets apart great leaders and high performers from everyone else. Mm -hmm. So we interviewed and researched all kinds of people from around the world and found that there are 12 principles of highly successful leaders that you see over and over in the very best. That's what became our first book. And we built our training program around, and we've had the chance to meet with hundreds of organizations all over the world. Well, three Mm -hmm. of those 12 principles really focus on time management and productivity But it became very apparent as we were meeting with all of these people that we had just scratched the surface. Mm -hmm. In other words, there was something that needed to go a lot deeper as it related to time management and productivity. And so this started our whole new arm of research that we call now just simply do what matters most or the do what matters most research. And that was directly correlated to time management and productivity. And so we asked questions like, you know, if you're listening to this, how many times have you heard someone say, find your purpose, find your why, find your passion? Mm-hmm. You know, your vision, right? We've heard it a thousand times. Uh, how about goals? Everybody's heard, you know, what are you focused on? What are your goals? We've heard that at nauseum. 
How about, you know, weekly planning or things like that? So these are terms we've heard a lot and we wanted to find out how many people are actually doing them. How many people have done it? And I think you'd be surprised or maybe not, Paul, but it, it was shocking to us to find that. Let me just go through some of the things that we found in our research. 68% of people felt like prioritizing their time was their number one challenge. Interesting. And 80% of those people did not have a process. So, you know, the title of this podcast is Live on Purpose. Well, it's difficult to do that if we're just flying by the seat of our pants every day, being inundated by all these things that are demanding our time and attention. And so clearly there's this big need out there because people are feeling inundated with their time. And, And how do you schedule your priorities when all of these things are demanding your attention? So that's a big issue. Only 2% of people have a written personal vision. 2%. 2%. And only 10% of people have written personal and professional goals. So clearly, for as much as these things have been talked about, they're simply not being done. And the other thing is, for anybody listening, if you haven't done this, I would say it's not your fault. Because the other thing we found is it's not taught in college. I went through an MBA program. It was never taught there. And this is a skill set that simply just isn't being taught anywhere. And that's why we released the book, Do What Matters Most. And we boiled it down to three simple yet extremely powerful habits that cumulatively less than 1% of people have done, but anyone can do. Hmm. And when someone applies these three habits, it's life-changing in every sense of the word. And so if you want to get into those, or we can go wherever you want with this podcast, but that's the background on how this came about, Paul. Wow. I, you know, as you're introducing this to us, Rob, I'm thinking about the power of what you've already suggested to us here. We all know more than we actually do. There's, there's a gap, right, between what we know or what we say is important and how we actually show up or what our practices are. And this, this word habit I'm thinking of what I've read from Charles Duhigg and James Clear and some of the people who have helped us to clarify what are habits and how do we how do we create those in our lives. The good news is that it's trainable, it's teachable. Uh, I think your words were that anybody can do this. Yeah, and that's good news. Do you mind if I just expand just briefly on this a little bit? I'm going to invite your listeners to do something here, real quick. Uh, you know, I asked my wife to do this the other day, and she said that's a hard question. <laughs> That's all right. Bring it. We're we're used to hard questions. I I figured that's why I'm going to ask this here. So I'd invite everyone listening to just mentally, whether you're driving or sitting, doesn't matter. Just take a couple of seconds here and look at your whole life cumulatively, like your finances, you know, your debt, your relationships with your children or spouse, how you're doing mentally, emotionally, and physically, your stress levels, work-life balance. How about, you know, work? How much are you enjoying work? And And where you spend your time. So take your whole life and rate yourself on a scale of one to 10 right now. And visualize in your mind that number. And, you know, that number is going to change over the course of time. I would have rated myself, you know, maybe an eight in college financially. Well, that eight in college is very different than my eight now. (laughs) And so so numbers can change and this can change over the course of time. But the big picture is just give yourself a number. And if you rated yourself a six or seven, what's the difference between that and a nine? If you rated yourself a three, what's the difference between a three and a seven? And I would suggest based on my experience doing this, that's the difference between a good relationship and a great relationship. That's the difference between waking up in the morning and being like, oh, another day versus being so excited to face the day and having clarity of purpose and knowing what matters most and focusing on those things. 
And so these three habits are designed to raise that number significantly. And they impact every one of those areas that I just talked about right there. And Paul, do you mind if I just share what the three habits are? And then you can explore which one we want to go down. I can hardly wait. I'm ready to take notes, Rob. <laughs> so habit number one is to develop a, and, and let me actually preface this. Here's what makes this so unique. And it's why they've never been presented in this way before. And that is we invite people to look at the five to seven roles in their lives that matter most to them. So we all wear yeah. these different hats. You know, if you, if you have kids, you're a parent. If you're in a relationship, you're a spouse or partner. Right. Personal is our most important role, taking care of ourselves. And so each of these three habits is done in the context of our five to seven roles. So mm -hmm. habit number one is to develop a written personal vision. And again, only 2% of people have done that. And not only a personal vision, but by role. And it's very by problem. each role that we're involved in. So you're talking about right. like in, in your key relationships at home, in your work, yep. in your finances, in your health. That's what you're talking about. There, that's exactly it. Yeah. So what's the vision for each one of those roles? And that's high level. And it's really done one time. And the vision doesn't change very often. I mean, some people may keep their same vision for 10 years or 15 years. There may be small adjustments to it, mm -hmm. but the vision is like the destination. Where are we going? How do you know if I'm in the F-16 to use that example? What's going to happen if I take off without a destination? Yeah. You know, who knows where I'm going to end up? Well, it's the same with life. The vision is identifying what the very best version of you looks like in each of those roles and defining that and writing it down. That's habit one. Habit two is what we call roles and goals. And it's a term that we trademarked. And this is really identifying what matters most to you this year. One to four specific measurable goals by role. And I know that there's a lot of people that are resistant to goals. And a lot of that is because of past experience with them. And it is a skill set. And writing them the right way makes all the difference in the world between something that is a New Year's resolution and broken two weeks into the year versus something that drives and aligns a behavior towards achieving your vision. And in chapters five and six of the book, we walk through exactly how to develop those goals and what the words are to use to set yourself up for success and align our conscious and subconscious mind. Mm -hmm. And so the third habit and the most important of all of them, Paul, by far and away, is this process and habit that we've developed called pre-week planning. And this is what connects the vision, and the goals and what matters most down to the daily and weekly level. And so it's sitting down each weekend and looking at your week through the lens of those same roles and asking yourself what you can do this week, not what you have to do. And that's the difference between the typical to-do or you know, to-do list and sticky notes that are reactive by nature. And this is where you empower yourself to lead a life by design rather than live a life by default. So imagine someone that has put in the effort to develop their vision by role, habit one, mm -hmm. to identify one to four specific goals in each role for this year. In other words, what matters most to you and how are you going to measure success this year in each role? And then being consistent every weekend with the habit of pre-week planning and sitting down and brainstorming, what can I do that matters most in that role this week? So I have three daughters and a son. Every week in the role of father, I'm sitting down asking, what can I do as a father for Lana or with Clara? You know, as the CEO of my company, what can I do in those roles that's transformational, not just transactional? Yes. And that's why a person that applies these habits, there's such a power that comes into their life. And they start showing up in ways that they never did in all of these different roles. And that's the power of applying all three of them together. And it's what is just, it's just such an eye-opening experience for people when they go through and read the book and start doing this. Many people for the first time looking at those different roles outside their professional role. As you're introducing to us this, this concept of the three habits, 
I, in the second half today, I'd like to dig into uh, one of these in particular. I'll tell you which one it is in just a minute. But it, it reminded me of something that I learned, I think, first from Dan Sullivan, who, who said a lot of people think that it's about discipline. And it's really not discipline. And then he followed that up by saying, think about it. You're already 100% disciplined to your current set of habits. (laughs) And I love that because if we can install a new habit, uh, we will do it habitually by definition. And so it's not this white knuckle trying to get myself to do something all the time. It simply becomes part of who we are and how we operate. On a daily basis. Paul, that is exactly it. Can I take 30 seconds to share a thought? You bet. You take pre-week planning as an example of a habit. You know, a person wants better health. They want better relationships. You know, or they want to show up in different ways. You know, they want this alignment with purpose. They want to enjoy what they do when they wake up in the morning. It all funnels through pre-week planning. That is the habit that you're alluding to that everything funnels through that. And it's how we show up for ourselves and others in work. It all funnels through pre-week planning. And that's why the process and having the tools are so important in developing this habit, you know, that we're talking about of doing what matters most. That's, that's the spoiler alert, because that's exactly the habit we're going to be talking about as we come <laughs> back from this break. And Rob, I would love to have you break it down for us and help us to see what we can do right now to start implementing that habit in our lives. Folks, this is Rob Schallenberger at Live On Purpose Radio. We'll be right back. Are you ready to take your positivity to a whole new level? I've been enjoying these conversations with my guests at Live On Purpose Radio. My own story about becoming more positive is something that I've shared in my book, Pathological Positivity. And right now, I'm giving the book away. You just pay for the shipping. Go to drpauljenkins.com, spelled with a D-R, and click on the big orange button right there that will get you a free copy of my book. You pay the shipping, I'll pay for the book. Sound like a good deal? Power up your positivity and get ready to see phenomenal changes in your happiness, your relationships, your business, every aspect of life. Enjoy this free gift from me, drpauljenkins.com. And we're back. Rob Schallenberger today at Live On Purpose Radio. I'm getting excited to jump into this third habit that you introduced to us because I see in my own life, Rob, I get stuck in certain patterns and traps and I hear this from my clients a lot, too, that they just don't have the time to do everything. And I think it's because we get so consumed. And I picked up something on your website and in your introduction, and I think just nailed it. It's, it has to do with how to schedule your priorities rather than prioritizing your schedule. And that is brilliant. Just that phrase alone is telling me so much. I want you to maybe start with that and then take us into how we can develop this third habit. Okay. Yeah, that is, it really is the perfect segue, Paul, because that is it in a sentence. 
you know, that one of my favorite quotes is good, better, best, never let it rest till the good is better. And the better is best. In other words, you know, maybe certain aspects of our lives are good today. And that's wonderful. How can we show up even better as a parent, as a father or mother, as a husband or wife? How about for ourselves? <clears throat> you know, how big of a deal is anxiety and depression right now? So many people have experienced that in the last year and a half. So how do we take care of our own mental and emotional health while balancing all of these other priorities? And it's just like we talked about earlier, Paul, before the break, for most people, it's not their fault. It's just, they don't have a process to do notes or sticky notes and to do lists. Those are good in the spirit of good, better, best though. I would invite you to test pre-week planning, read chapter seven and eight to do what matters most and see what impact it has in your life after four weeks. This is one of those where there's nothing to lose and everything to gain because it does exactly what you said, Paul, it flips traditional time management on its head. In other words, instead of just being very reactive to life, in other words, instead of just flying through, you know, by the seat of our pants and saying, what's going to happen today? This is a process that allows us to lead a life by design rather than that life by default. And so let me basically go over the four steps to pre-read planning and how we invite people to do this. And then you can incorporate anything that you want to into this. You know, you can incorporate a gratitude journal, all these Mm -hmm. different things you can incorporate Mm -hmm. in. This is a core process that is only comprised of four simple steps. Step one, and and I'll say it takes about 20 to 40 minutes to do this on a weekend. And this will probably be one of the most important 20 to 40 minutes you spend all week because you're determining what matters most to you through the rest of the week. So in Mm -hmm. other words, 1% of your week determines what happens to the other 99%. So step one, when you go through this process is to review your vision and goals. In other words, you're aligning your week around what you've already determined matters most. And that's powerful. Right. Step two is to take the same concept of roles and identify your five to seven roles. So parent, spouse, you know, manager, as an example, personal, the most important role, friend, brother, sister, son, daughter, You know, there's a lot of roles. What's the five to seven that matter most to you? So that's step two. What are your roles? Step three is to have a brainstorm with yourself around what matters most in each role this week. It could be as simple as a note to your son or daughter telling them how much you love them. It could be a date night with your husband or wife. It could be exercise, meditation, or yoga to take care of yourself or reading. All of these things are important in our lives. And the fourth step is to simply assign a time to each action item. Now, I want to be really clear here. We have what's called a productivity quotient. (laughs) And if we had a group together, I'd ask, who are the people out there who like to check off every box, you know, or, or mark every square? Who are the people that like to, you know, they feel this compulsion to have to check off everything. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to give you mental permission that you don't need to do that. That's not the expectation. Our target productivity quotient. In other words, when we divide all of the things we planned action items by what we accomplished, the target productivity quotient is 70 to 80%. And a person might say, well, why not 100%? Why not? Why would you not want to accomplish 100% of what you plan? Simple, because life happens. How many times does your week go exactly as planned? <laughs> Never. <laughs> you know, things will show up that we didn't plan for. In chapter two of the book, we call that the do what matters most quadrant in Q1. So life happens. And there are things that are going to be moved forward to the next week. There are things that were planned that may not happen or they get slipped. But the difference is stress level is so low. You're accomplishing many of these priorities that would have never happened otherwise. And if you're just accomplishing 70 to 80% of what you planned in pre-week planning, 
you will accomplish 800 to 1,000 additional things this year that did not happen without that habit. Mm -hmm. All with less stress. And I'm talking about a date night, a note to your son or daughter. So for example, Paul, by someone just doing those four steps every weekend, and I've been doing this now for 23 years, there was a lady who I just heard from six weeks ago who said that over the course of six weeks, she read the book and applied the habits. She lost 40 pounds, came off three depression slash anxiety medications, started scheduling time with her family that wasn't ever happening before, her children, her spouse. She's the superintendent of a school district. So she started meeting with every one of her principals to determine their year plan. That had never happened before. And it's because she, first of all, identified what her vision looked like in each of those roles and realized that she was out of alignment across the board. So then she identified in habit two, what mattered most? What were her goals? And she wrote them the right way that created alignment for her internally. And it was ultimately the habit of pre-week planning where she sat down every weekend to identify what mattered most in each role this week and when would she do it? So what's the impact? How about a Pepsi executive who reconnected with his son after seven years of not talking and found out on that call that he had two grandchildren who he didn't even know existed. Didn't even know. And he attributes that to pre-week planning. He said, I would have never made the call had I not learned how to do pre-week planning. You know, how about a sales team that goes from 17 to 34 sales? So I could share endless stories about the power of pre-week planning. But the point is, it, it goes back to your phrase, Paul, that you got from our website, which is, this is the process that will allow us to schedule our priorities rather than prioritize our schedule, to take control of our time and really do what matters most. Because... A transformational leader makes time. And in our culture, what we hear so often is, you know, I really want to do that, but I'm just too busy. busy. (laughs) And instead, many times we find that life has slipped us by. So it is a powerful habit. It's one that for whoever does it, it it will change your life 100% guaranteed like it has for mine and everyone else who's done it. And it encapsulates those other habits that you shared with us too, because developing a written personal vision for each of the roles that we have in our life. That's that's what gives us the clarity so that during our planning, we can identify, okay, here's what's really important to me. Where does it fit in my week that's coming up? I, I guarantee, Rob, I brought, you don't have to be a psychologist. I am, but you don't have to be to identify what gets in the way. Think about it. All of your time is spent every week. You can't save time. Where would you keep it? It's, and we've, we've got this old notion of, well, I'm going to save time doing this or save time doing that. You can't save it. There's nowhere to keep it. And so you have to spend it and you will spend all of it. Do you mind if I share another thought, Paul, on that? Yes, please. Since we're just talking about pre-week planning here. So my mom at age 55 was diagnosed with early onset Alzheimer's. Wow. We had her tested. She had no genetic predisposition. She has no genes or variants at all related to any form of Alzheimer's. And so total mystery to the neurologist and some of the best neurologists in the world that we've worked with. 10 years later, nine months ago, she passed away. And, you know, all of us, Paul, are experiencing different challenges in our lives. That was a challenge that changed everything about my father. You know, that talk about a change in vision. He reworded his vision in his role of husband. So that by the end of her life, the last year, it was to help, and this is the role of husband, to help her finish her life with dignity and honor. 
Wow. And then it's the habit wow. of free planning for him. He's a grandfather. He's a father. He's running three or four different businesses. He's got to take care of himself in this process. So it was really the habit of pre-week planning that allowed him to stay on top of that as he was going through that just earth shattering challenge. And that's why he's one of my heroes. And it's because he had a process that helped him navigate that and still show up in his different roles to include himself. I never want to leave out that personal role. And back to your point, Paul, we have a finite amount of time. And I'll just share a brief epiphany I had after my mom passed away. We took on ourselves, the kids, if you will, sons and daughters, <laughs> to clean up her closet and, and clean everything out so that my dad did not have to do that. We were standing in, standing in her closet. And it's one of these things I think we all know in the back of our minds, but I experienced it. And that took it a lot deeper for me. And that is I looked around at her closet. Here's her dresses, her clothes, her jewelry. And my mom spent her entire life with people, lifting people, just being around people and nurturing relationships. It was all about people. And as I looked around her closet, I had this really strong feeling settle over me that said, you know, none of this went with her. The house didn't go with her. The car didn't go with her. The clothes, the jewelry, nothing went with her. The only thing that she took with her was the people's lives who she had impacted, the relationships she had developed, and who she had become in the process. That's it. Everything else stayed behind. So when you talk about, Paul, what you were talking about with time, I don't know of any resource that's more important than time. And that's why pre-week planning, being the powerful habit it is, will help us maximize the time to navigate challenges that we're all navigating and do what matters most while we still wake up every morning and have the breath to do so. You've got it right now. You've got the breath. You've got the energy. You've got the time right now. And you have to spend it. The question is, how are you going to spend it? And Rob, you've shared with us a beautiful it just powerful process that will help us to start spending it the way we really intend to on the things that really matter the most to us. Thank you so much for sharing that. You've mentioned the book. Tell us just a little bit more about the book and also how people can connect to you and to the other tools and strategies that you've got for us. Yeah, there are two things you will want to do right now. And when someone gives me a book recommendation, I literally will stop them right in the middle of the conversation. I pull out my phone and I go to Amazon and I get the book. And they yeah. ask me, they're like, what are you doing? I said, I'm getting the book right now. <laughs> because if I wait, what's the odds that I'm going to get it? You know, right. it, it plummets, right? And so people always laugh. They're like, you're doing it right now? Yes, I'm doing it right now. So I would invite you to go to Amazon right now and get Do What Matters Most while it's top of mind. Go to Amazon, get Do What Matters Most, and commit to read it in the next 30 days and test these habits in your life. Again, this is one of those <clears throat> zero to lose, everything to gain. And so test this and then share the book with the people who matter most to you in your life. Get a copy for your older children, for the people that you're working with, you know, some of your friends, and help them develop these habits that otherwise they're not going to develop, most likely. The second invitation, Paul, <clears throat> is what I found is the people who have the tool are the ones most likely to develop the habit of pre-week planning. And so we have paper planners that people can get at becomingyourbest.com that has the whole year, every week is their template so they can do pre-week planning. If you're more of an online person like Google or Outlook, you can get an extension that can be used on your desktop or laptop computer at dowhatmattersmostapp.com. It is not an app for your phone. There's not enough real estate on your phone. It's an extension that would load with Google or Outlook 
so that you can do pre-week planning on your home computer and then it syncs across all of your different calendars and devices. So what we tried to do is make it as easy as possible for a person to develop the habits. Read the book, download the extension or get the planner, and then you have the tool, you have the process, you have everything you need to experience what will be a life-changing habit for you. So becomingyourbest.com, do what matters most app.com for the extension. And then of course, Facebook, you know, becoming your best or Rob Schallenberg, we're on the different social media channels. And I wish you the greatest luck and success. I'll share one final quote. Is that okay, Paul? Yes, please. Last quote and is my favorite quote. By and the way, I already ordered the book. I did it as you were sharing. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. It's on the way. It will be delivered in just a few days. I love it, Paul. It's awesome. Share, the, share that final yeah. quote with us. Here's my final quote, and it's from Ella Wilcox. So we're going to borrow this from her, but I think it's really capturing what we're talking about today and do what matters most. And that is this one ship sails east and another west by the self same winds that blow. Tis the set of the sail and not the gale that determines the way they'll go. In other words, in life, we all have this proverbial wind at our back. We've all come from different backgrounds, we have different paradigms of life. Regardless of where we come from, regardless of our background, the question is, how will we choose to set our sails? And these three habits are things that less than 1% of people have done, yet anyone can do who has an ounce of desire, and they will be life-changing when a person does this, and they will empower us to set our sails, to catch that wind and transform our lives really in every way. And so thank you. I'll just say, everyone, thank you so much for being here. It's a big deal, and it says a lot about this. And Paul, what a hero for doing this podcast since 2007. That is amazing to me. And thank ah. you, Paul. <laughs> thank you, Rob. You've, you've enlightened us. You've given us some tools that I know are going to make a difference. Folks, everything that Rob has shared with us today is not only sound advice, but it is based on psychologically sound principles. I can attest to that as a professional psychologist. We've We've been uh, well-nourished today by being here. Thank you, Rob, for being here at Live On Purpose Radio. Thank you so much, Paul. Folks, it's time now to apply what we have learned. I've already ordered the book. I hope that you have as well. Rob Schallenberger has been our guest today at Live On Purpose Radio. It's now your turn to go out there and live on purpose. Purpose.